0: This episode is brought to you by Josh Davis, Patreon fan, dog lover, and absolute legend. Hey team, Jared Goundry here. I'm six weeks away from being broke. If you think quitting all your jobs to make money solely from jokes and being creative is absolutely crazy, you'd be correct. Enjoy the episode. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Six Weeks From Broke with me, Jared Goundry. I think I'm still six weeks from broke. I don't know. I'm in a weird place of cash flow like I'm in the middle of doing a whole bunch of festivals now getting paid for those festivals happens at different times so I just got paid for the Perth festival I did two weeks ago I got paid for Adelaide I did today even though that was last week um, Melbourne's coming up I paid for that in October I just did a festival in Castlemaine and I did a festival in Mount Gambia. Um, so my finances are all over the place but overall I'm getting better at tracking all of that stuff and bringing it in and I feel like my head is just, my chin is above water and it feels good, it feels nice to, uh, to do it. The, uh, the keen listeners of you that are listening into this right now will realize that this episode is a, a week late, sorry about that. It was bound to happen, but I did an episode, did a whole episode on this subject and doing all of the things, put it onto the memory card. And then inevitably when you're working with technology, I had that episode corrupt on me and I got stuffed up and I couldn't, couldn't, couldn't save it. So here I am a week later and it stressed me out too. I was like, ah, oh, what's going to happen? All these people and only two of you really called and you say, Hey dude, where's the episode this week? <laughs> I messaged them. I said, "Ah, oh, it fucked up. I'm sorry." Um, so it's nice, and we're coming off a of a nice, a nice period right now in my career. I uh, I've had a lot to do. Well, now that it's a week later, I've got more to talk about, which is fun. So, I'll take it back to since I spoke to you last time. Since I spoke to you last time, we talk about being in the British top 200 listening charts for comedy interviews. Um, that's very, very fun. And I went to the Adelaide Fringe Festival. Now the Adelaide Fringe Festival, I believe is the second biggest festival in the world for fringe. Um, the biggest one being Edinburgh. And, uh, for those of you that are listening around the world, Adelaide's like a smallish city in Australia. Um, it's not kind of known for being fun actually it gets a bit of a stigma around Australia for being boring which I think is maybe a little bit unfair it's a great city although I do go there during the festival and the city comes alive so I'm probably seeing it at its best you know they they go out and they see all this art and they spend all their money and then they take 11 months off that's kind of probably what's been happening so maybe I'm biased I'm not sure Adelaide good town flew in there I've had a To make this work, I mean, it was a huge success for me. To make the festival work, I had to uh, really skimp on my costs. So if you've been listening since the start of the podcast, I think maybe episode three or four, I talked about going to Adelaide for a few gigs and trying to save as much money as possible and staying in a hostel. And then I, at the end of that hostel trip, somebody stole my $400 Kathmandu jacket. So me being a sucker and someone who doesn't learn any lessons I went back and stayed at the hostel same hostel and uh, because I joined the military when I left school I didn't get a lot of time to travel under my own steam and I kind of missed the hostel phase of my life so I'm coming into the hostel in my mid-30s and uh, yeah it's an eye-opener I mean, I stayed in a room of eight people. There was eight guys in there and I could smell 12 assholes. It stunk. It was so smelly. That's the first thing that hits you. It's like it's like weed, BO, and just South American people having fun. Like, it's just full of South American people everywhere. Everyone's just walking around and like, eh? Like, it's... <laughs> <laughs> they're fun people, but they party and they... Uh, yeah, and you can smell it. And uh, stayed there... Flew into Adelaide, got a cheap flight, bought that six months ago. So I was all over it and, uh, then got a bus home cause I'm an idiot as well. <laughs> That's how I saved the money, but the best and the greatest success was, uh, I had five shows and I sold them out before I got to Adelaide, which is awesome. And then I got to do two extra shows, which is where I want to be. That's exactly where I want to be. And by, surveying and talking to the audience and just having a drink with them afterwards. It was like people had come back who had seen me last year. So the two people who had seen me last year went and brought four of their friends next time. And that's, that's great. That's really, really good. And, uh, that just shows that the product's getting better and I couldn't be happier with, with how that went. And, um, I had a few gigs. It was, some of them were tough. I did a new show. It was uh, great to do a new show after sort of traveling around doing an old show, and then I, uh, I kind of I was ready to do a new show, and I had all this material, and I was like, "Oh, I got to rewire my brain because I've been doing that same thing over and over again," and uh, it went really, really well. Opening night was amazing. I only really had one tough show, and that's because I had a heckler. Now, I think when we think about hecklers we probably think what we see from like social media or YouTube of someone being like your shit or like fucking when does the comedy start? And that's not generally how 98% of heckling works. That's just the exciting stuff that makes the internet. Now I had a heckler who was an 80 year old man who was there with his 80 year old wife and they were like fucking delightful, right? They were just A gorgeous old couple and the show was full but they the man kept chiming in so just trying to he was doing a mixture of things like one I'd be talking about something and I would be like uh, yeah so this this and this and then he'd be like that's true I've done that and you can't do anything with that shit right because it's just so unhelpful and the way comedy works is sometimes it takes You're trying to build momentum sometimes for a joke and then sometimes you're trying to create tension that you're going to release later on purpose and when somebody's just chiming in constantly, it just took the wind right out of every joke and the whole show was really flat and I wish I had the skills that's like opened my eyes, like I wish I had the skills to be able to deal with that because if someone's heckling you, Just meanly or chiming in, trying to be funny. I've got those skills. Like I can suplex their soul. Like I don't. I can rip their face off. I've got that ability. But I realized I didn't have the ability for eighty-year-old audience member that just wants to be a part of the show, not really adding anything. Like I was timing back and forth a little bit and getting a bit of traction off it, but it didn't stop the problem. And uh, yeah, that was tough. I was up there. I was sweating it was just a fucking bad time, man. (laughs) Absolutely shitty. And, uh, yeah, I wish I knew how to do that. New show went great. New material all went good. And I just had a lot of fun with it. I really got into the moment. Um, I walked into the venue where I was, I got introduced to the tech and the tech was like uh, a friend of mine. He was a comedian. He'd finished his run and he was doing extra work as a tech. And, uh, when you are a sound tech, often you'll have a lot of sound cues. So you've got to like do things for, for these, uh, for comedians. And every show in that room that week had zero sound cues. So he would just walk in, turn the music down, and then he was fucking useless for the rest of the show. So I just had a bit of fun with it. And I introduced him to the audience and I said to the audience, Hey, this guy, he's got nothing to do tonight. He's useless. Look at him up the back. He's just doing nothing. So I'm going to give him one sound effect. Uh, He has like a soundboard full of all these like Mm -hmm. hilarious sounds. Um, And he can use it at any time during the show. And it was like a big like wow sound. And we just had a lot of fun doing that throughout the time. And I felt really confident that I could just roll with those punches <laughs> if I die tomorrow in a thousand years, there's all these people just worshipping a statue of a bathtub and a toaster. It'll be close to home. <laughs> <laughs> I did those little suicide jokes. Uh, men, men are better at doing suicide jokes uh, statistically.
1: That is
0: uh... a <laughs> <laughs> just kind of go with it. It was a really nice playful comedy experience and uh, the fact that I was doing a new show and I just was out of my own head so much to just go with the flow felt good. And then I put on two extra shows, which was great. And uh, the one of them sold out and then the other show had four people booked into it. And then the time for the show came up and two of those four people didn't rock up and there were just two people in the crowd and uh, I said to them, I went up to them and I, uh, I said, Hey guys, I'm really keen to do this show, but if you don't want to do it and you just want a refund, that's completely fine with me too. And uh, they said, no, 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 no. Um, We'd love to see the show. And I said, all right, well, I'm going to give it to you like it is, but I'm going to do you a deal. I'm going to go back out to that, um, behind the curtain and then when I come out you need to act like it's the MCG and they're like all right we can do that and by the way we saw you last year as well and I said all right cool and I uh, went backstage and I was really nervous like it, when you do comedy like it's it's way easier to do 200 people than it is to do two people do you know what I mean like they're just sitting in the front row of an empty comedy room and uh, I just took a breath and I went out there and I had a really great show it was honestly the best show I'd ever done And that gave me a lot of confidence just to be able to be myself and do my thing. Like I really, I really liked the material I was doing and I just did it. And then a week later, I found out that one of the two people was a reviewer for the show and they reviewed the show that I did to them. Not one of the full ones, not one of the extra ones that I put on and sold out. The show where I walked out and it was like doing a gig in a lounge room Um, and I got a four and a half stars out of five and it was, it was awesome. I'm going to, I'm going to read it for you now. It says following his 2022 fringe show incoming, Jared Goundry uh, returns to the Adelaide fringe for his 2023 show. Good Lord. Jared has spent the last few years as a professional comedian traveling around Australia in a festival circuit while also spending time between Perth and Melbourne. This is because I had a beer with him afterwards and was just talking shit and it all made it into the review. It says, Good Lord was a new take on the development of Jared's career as he tries to evolve a comedy show around observational comedy rather than comedic stories about life as a soldier, which was prevalent in Incoming. Much of the material in Good Lord makes you think a lot more once the show is finished. Having that effect is strong, his observations are extremely clever, and Jared will captivate audiences about what he will say next. His stage presence is second to none, and although most of his run was performed to sold-out shows, this show was much smaller, but it didn't matter. Every time Jared performs, he treats it like he's performing to a packed MCG. If you're looking for a great night out and you want to see someone whose show who shows a strong passion for stage and the art. Good Lord is a show for you. 4.5 stars out of five. That was so fucking cool to get that from the show that I went, oh no, this is going to be the hardest. And uh, I'm glad I didn't fuck about with that and just kind of do it as if it was to two people. And I kind of took a breath and I went, this is my show and I'm proud of it here it is, boom. And yeah, that's a pretty proud moment for me. I'm not going to lie. Festival ended. It was good. It was financially good. Um, Yeah, I reckon next year I'm going to take a punt and go for a bit of a bigger room and try and do it again because I think the momentum's there. And it gives me hope for, you know, like the festivals that I did earlier this year, like Perth and something. I mean, wow, if this graph looks the same for these festivals that it was last time, then... uh, then maybe this isn't dumb after all. The rest of my time since the festival has been... I did two other little small regional festivals, but back of all of the performing, I've been on the on the hunt trying to get funding for my career. So I've been on the hunt trying to get grants. Now, grants are like... I don't know if it's a scam... I don't know what it is, but the government will allocate money for artists to do stuff every year. And they are like the most complicated and worst things to fill out and get across the line. And I sat down with a grant writing expert just to go through it, to see if I could get some of these. And it's telling about how society works these days because, this person had said to me, they said, hey, are you you gay? And I'm like, no. And they said, do you reckon you could be? Because if you do, this will make this grant writing a little bit easier for you. Okay. They're looking to fund stuff. And the way you look and who you are makes that incredibly difficult. They said, do you have any indigenous in your family? And I said, no. And they went, oh all right, this is going to be difficult. But the main kicker, because I went for this one grant that was uh, about funding to tour. And I go, fucking giddy up, man. This is what we're all about. Like, this is, yeah, that's what I need. You know, if I could get money to do that, I'm fucking away, right? And uh, we read the grant and we figured out all the criteria, but there was one kicker that was said, this grant will not be funded for anyone who will make a profit (laughs) and I'm like fuck it this is a problem with the government right they're like we're happy to fund stuff but only shit things that no one wants to go watch like if it's about a one person monologue play about the journey of an egg down a fallopian tube and you play the egg the whole time and it performs to one person you can have 40 grand but if you want to put on something that people enjoy and they'll come out and see you can get fucked (laughs) So anyway, you've heard it here first. I'm moving into the realm of doing one person's plays about the uh, the Fallopian Tube starring Jared Goundry. Um, other things, I've been talking to people, trying to get some funding to uh, to go on tour and then make a special uh, because my eyes are open now. I did the Mount Gambier Fringe. This is a town that I have never been in, never set foot in, and I put on some shows And I fucking filled them up, man. And it was just because no one goes there. They'd seen me on the internet and they bought a ticket and they packed a joint out. Like I made as much money from a town in two nights than what I did in the whole of the world's second biggest arts festival. And like these people they're just regular Australians they're in a town of like 50, 60,000 people, they're young, they're cool they want something to do right And it's cracked in my mind it's like if I can build this and I that people will come, if I can just get out to the masses it's going to work I can feel it. I'm really excited. now i just got to convince the government to give me some money and kick it off the ground <laughs> So anyway, I'm gay is what I'm saying. So, Do you enjoy art, artists or comedy in general? Consider supporting this show at www.patreon forward slash Jared Goundry or just Google Jerry Goundry Patreon, it'll come up, right? For just two bucks, you can get bonus episodes and content and together we can work towards helping me get seven weeks from broke. Send us a message on my Instagram at, at Jarrett Goundry. See you there.